0: Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. We're here with our buddies Troy and Jason, and we are talking about the soul. Just typical stuff guys talk about. You know, we sit around, we talk about souls and how do we keep our soul and, and the role of that. And here's a really convicting and should be uh, poignant, it is a poignant quote from Dallas Willard. We, we've been quoting Dallas a lot today because he's the kind of the granddaddy of soul keeping. But he says here, You must arrange your days... So that you are experiencing deep contentment, joy, and confidence in your everyday life with God. That doesn't sound
1: doable to me. <laughs> that seems almost impossible. That's a daunting task. But how, how do how do we? So I want I want to ask Troy and Jason what what is one practice, one thing that you guys try to do? Again, not, not perfectly, but moving moving the needle of of a life more of more contentment more joy and more confidence in your everyday life with god
2: well uh you know there's a there's a lot of things i could kind of contribute to here uh but i'd say probably one of the most meaningful things that i've done is to try to keep worship music in my life Mm. um you know the most important element of that quote from dallas willard is to me anyways is your everyday life with god and that just kind of means the moment to moment you know I, i do a lot of things throughout the day and you do too and we can all start off the day with a 15 minute quiet time or some sort of you know structured devotional and, and hope that that kind of sets us right for the day, and that's all good and well, but he also says in this book, you know a lot of people don't struggle with that part; they struggle with the following twenty three hours and forty five minutes <laughs> of keeping God right there with them in their presence by their side um and so for me, you know, I like worship music um uh, I just enjoy it at the house. I enjoy it in my car. I enjoy no, no, it at no, work.
1: No. So when you when you turn the worship music on, do you sing?
2: I can sure. I'd I'd love to.
1: Does Does your wife mind?
2: Not not one bit.
1: Jason, <laughs> hey, Jason's a piano guitar talented
0: musician. So that's oh. a little bit different than you and me. Yeah,
2: I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> no, it's a my lot. wife.
1: Like it's a lot.
0: It's
2: <laughs> a lot different. <laughs> Usually my task at home <laughs> is to try and outsing my children who are uh,
1: <laughs> who letting letting her bold out. go too, man. Oh, That's so, awesome. That's that's fantastic. The reality for
2: me is that you know if if it's a worshipful atmosphere for me, then God is there with me, and I'm less prone to lose sight of Him in the moment to moment throughout the day. Um, that's just one thing that's worked well for me. Doesn't work every day, by no means. You know I struggle with this still every day.
1: I, th- I think we all do. But yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a really really good turning on good solid. Christ-exalting worship. Yeah. That's good stuff. Troy, what about you? Uh, well, on a day-to-day basis, uh, I know this sounds,
3: uh, but I, I try to get up before my kids do and just try to get me together before the mayhem starts in my household. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. And when it comes, it comes with a vengeance. My kids are up, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so we, we, I try to get up and get myself together uh, and get a little bit of quiet time. Mm. to warm up with um but one of the biggest things i've been doing here lately um is uh in my truck on the way to work uh i'm either in a uh, piggyback on jason i'm either in a worship uh, music mode or i'm in a worship uh listening mode so Mm. i'm either listening to ministers on the radio or something that gets me something that gets my head right for the day Mm. Uh, and there's days i don't want to hear somebody talk on hear somebody sing and i'll i'll I'm a music guy and I'll, I'll jam it out by myself, but it's to get my head right for the day. Um, now do you sing? No, I don't sing. Sh- <laughs> yeah, I sing, but, but no. uh, but, but, and then that's the other thing is, uh, the other thing we do, uh, is my family and I would like, we like to do before we go to church. Uh, we blare a lot of worship music in the mornings getting ready. Yeah. That's, good. that's what we do. And the, and it's funny is because it's all centered around the bathroom. I have three kids, and they're all in the age of nine. So everybody, we have one bathroom upstairs. So everybody that's uh, getting ready is. That sounds like chaos. <laughs> but it, that's what it is. But we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of iPad listening to, to, to mm-hmm. worship music uh, before we get to go to church. And it just gets everybody up and gets everybody pumped up before we even, um, it gets our heart open before we get to the door. That's awesome. You know, it's just something we try to do as far as, you know, gets our heart open to before we get to the door. So, and, and that's not wasn't my idea. I, I snagged that from somewhere up down the line, but.
1: Well, uh, listeners, if that if that uh, if that flies, fly that airplane. <laughs> you know, I, there's a guy, a good friend of mine, and one of the practices that he does to, to, to just to try to walk so we have contentment and joy and confidence in our everyday walk with God. He dri- he drives down to to his office, and he sits in the parking lot for. Uh, a, a period of time to just focus and reflect. And many times it's listening to a, a, a sermon and or listening to worship music and or just sitting there with his Bible, just really quiet yeah. and just uh, being with being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jen, what about you? Something I learned from people smarter than me
0: is that, uh, you know, I have heard that the Jewish time of day, their day begins at 5 p.m. technically, right? I mean, not maybe literally. So I try to tell myself the most important part of my day is when I get home from 5 to 9, not from 9 to 5. And when I I got into the habit of, and and it's not a super regular habit, of when I pull in the driveway, turning off the radio, putting the phone down, and just... Breathing <laughs> in and out, breathing because I get tense sometimes going in the house, knowing I'm going into a potential buzzsaw and they I need to be on point. They don't care if I'm tired; they have got energy, and they need me to be on and, point. And they from,
1: need to see that. And Dad. Jenna
0: need my wife needs me to be somewhat <laughs> productive between five and nine. So I literally will take just five minutes. Sometimes it's one minute, and breathe and pray and say, Lord. The most important part of my day is getting ready to start. It's like I'm turning the switch on. Mm. It's not always perfect, but boy, it just kind of helped me kind of recalibrate.
1: That's good mm. stuff because in chapter eight, um, the he, he the title of the of the t- chapter says the soul needs a center, and uh, he talks about when we lack that center, negative things happen, and uh, the the f- first thing he says is in. Uh, uh, what, what happens when we lack a center? When we when we're adrift, the soul without a center has difficulty making a decision. It's amazing when we when we are walking in the Spirit, when we're monitoring that inner man, it's easier to make a decision.
3: It is. Um, I, I think um, I wrote something down here, and I wanted to tell you that um, after reading the book, he talks about riding the bull mm-hmm. and how he rides it for. You know, one minute, and he thinks he's on for level, he's on level 10. And he's not, That he gets off, and the guy rode, doing the bull says, you were only on level one. And he's absolutely exhausted. He thinks he really did something. But what I was getting at is, um, I think in life, you, you, you try to grip life so tight. And you try to hold on and control, whether it's your finances, your family, yourself. And you just try to hold and control, control, control. And I think that's where uh, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose control of it. You're not. You're, you're just. There's no way. At some point, you're going to lose control over it. And I think that's lot like where the soul kicks in, mm. where the investments you've done little by little uh, pour into your soul, and then realizing, uh, why am I trying to grab this?
1: Why am I trying to grip it? You know, he, he he's the only one that can, that can control this. He's the sovereign God. We need to trust right. Him. That's I, I, that's why the Bible says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not." On your own understanding, he also mentions in here a soul without a center feels constantly vulnerable to people or circumstances. You got any thoughts on that, Jason?
2: Yeah, you know I think that traces back to fear, basically. You know I'm, I'm afraid of uh, other people's influence. I'm, I'm afraid of my vulnerability. There's something bad going to happen to me or my family, and um, you know a life driven by fear has no room for faith. Um, hmm. You know, so that, that that soul without a center on God you lose your faith that you know god still got me in his hand i can trust even if, even if i get kicked off the bull mm-hmm. you know, god knows about it yeah i'll be okay it may take a while um but he hasn't lost sight of me and so you know that that's the fearfulness that people get trapped in um mm.
1: that i i mean yeah i mean we really can fall off center yeah. but he is so quick to help us. And if we, if we just, you know, what Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. When your soul is a train wreck, come to me, come to me. Um, he also mention, mentions in here, a soul without a sinner lacks patience. I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> get a person, a Kurt. Move on, baby. Move on. Okay. He also says, "I'm uh, moving on." Uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just lay that out there, folks. Let the Holy Spirit do whatever He wants to do. In, as you listen, the soul without a center is easily thrown, and uh, we we just can get off. Yeah. And we uh, we just got to keep going back to center. And then he says, "The soul without a center finds its identity in externals." Again, I can't relate to that. Can you? Change? Well, that's a whole work
0: thing there, right? For most guys, like we find our identity in work, and mm-hmm. and boy, I tell you, that's it's easy to
2: do that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah these are whatever idol you choose for the moment. I mean, what, it may be your work, right. it may be your hobby, maybe your money, maybe whatever. But you're you're gonna try to carve out some new identity for yourself that you feel secure in. Uh, unless that identity is centered on God.
1: You know, one of the things that we do in our soul retreat, uh, transformational retreats, we talk about uh, our our true self and our false self. And when we're walking in the spirit or when we're not, and when we're not walking in the spirit, we want control. Yeah. Uh, We want to call the shots and we will do everything in our power to gain security, to gain control, to avoid pain, and to make sure everything is going the way I want it to go. That's a sure sign that our soul is being misdirected wow well i tell you what we're going to take a break
0: on that and we come back there's also some enemies of the soul things that uh are warring against us and uh may not be what you think either which which we talked about this yesterday kurt and i we're going to talk more about that in our next and final segment we're going through the book soul keeping by john orkberg and we're talking about the soul here on solid steps radio Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of today's episode of Solid Steps Radio. Uh, we are talking about the soul. We're reading through, we're doing a book study with the next three weeks on the book Soul Keeping. And if you want to get an intro to soul keeping and how to take care of your soul and get a grip of the soul, if that's possible, John Orkberg's book Soul Keeping, Caring for the Most Important Part of You, it's a great book. Book so maybe go out and and buy that book. We're not selling books, but it's a good book. It's a good resource. We want to be a good re, be a good resource for you guys
1: and guys as well. We we do a soul transformational re, uh, journey. It's a two year journey, and uh, what, if you want to be a part of that, go to furtherstillministries.org. org, and uh, all the information is there. We start in February and uh, we do four retreats a year. We try to set up rhythms, so we're constantly looking at the deeper things of life and examining the soul. And uh, we do that for two years, and uh, we set up a rule of life, and uh, that's part of, the, of, of just examining uh, the soul. So, but uh, we, we left off last segment with uh, the enemies of the soul, and uh, he mentions this at the end of chapter eight. There's two main enemies, and he doesn't mention, uh, which I thought he was going to mention Satan, but he's really talking about within us. Yeah. We have two enemies within us. And the, the, he says, the first one is sin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I kind of got that one. <laughs> I think we all got, uh, we, we've got an A plus in that, that area. I mean, we all sin. The Bible says all of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. But I love what he writes when he says, when I center my soul on God, I am less likely to sin.
2: I like how he elaborates that. He says, you know, if you see if you see a, pol- a police car on the road, well, you're not going to be speeding intentionally then. And if your boss is standing around right over your shoulder at work, you're not going to be playing solitaire. Right. Uh, if you're centered on God throughout the day in your moment, God, he just doesn't coexist with sin in your life at the same time.
3: <sighs> Troy? Uh, it, it basically, to me, I, when I read it, it basically says, uh, if God's present, Satan's not and that's you know i mean that he he uh Satan
1: can't be anywhere present when God's there and 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 that's the beauty of even when we do sin we do fall short of the glory of God when we confess our sins he is faithful he, he we're, we're beginning to center again when we confess our sins that's why the devil never he just he does everything in his power to try to get us to avoid confession yeah yeah, but you're 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 going to do it, and you're you're going to sin, and you're going to fall short, and that's why we need to just say, Lord, I just lost my temper. Mm-hmm. I just was, imp- you know, had lost my patience. I, I just was these words that came out of my mouth, or Lord, I was supposed to be g- gracious and generous with my kids and, or my spouse, and I wasn't. Um, I I just did nothing, you know, sin. Um, but the beautiful thing is when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. And he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and it, it, it centers us back on him again. Yeah. But he mentions a second thing and I, I want to expound on this guys. He says the other disconnect is what we might be called the troublesome thought, hmm. this enemy. He says this soul enemy is actually much more pervasive. It's not necessarily a sin. It's simply a way of thinking that does not take God into account. The troublesome thought begins with any normal concern you might have. For example, you open your quarterly statement from your 401k and notice that instead of gaining your fund, lost a few hundred dollars. And certainly, reason to be concerned, but you begin to have these successive um, uh, succession of thoughts that begin to consume you. Well, I have enough when I retire. What if what if the next quarter posts another loss? Should I should I pull all my money out of the out of this fund and we just begin to just absolutely it cripples us. I I I think, but you know he
3: he doesn't mention sin, but it also comes back to uh, of worrying, mm. which is a sin. You know, <laughs> so and it it, and it comes back to a trust thing. You know, uh, is is the is the four hundred one k going to be there? Is my kids going to do what they're, you know, and it's 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 not stopping and trusting Mm. just relax you know stop stop and slow down and 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 like i said it's easier
1: said than done but uh most of that's worrying you 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 have to catch yourself i think that's why that's why the bible says taking every thought captive yes to the obedience of Christ, uh, Romans 12 says we, we need to renew our minds, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. When the, those 401k thoughts are those 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 uh, troublesome thoughts that we just start going down the road with, we got to take it captive and got to back up, and say no, no, God's God's the Lord. Mm-hmm. We're gonna trust Him. Jason, you were gonna say something?
2: No, I, yeah, these these just start off as benign normal thoughts and they just kind of spiral out of control they evolve and they end up squeezing god right out of the equation Mm.
0: i can't tell you how many times like just last night i was thinking of something and it was negative or it was just kind of like i was rehearsing something in my head and about two seconds later i'm snapping at my kids because i'm thinking of something that had no bearing to really be thinking about i didn't take my thought captive Mm. and all of a sudden boom i'm acting out jesus says what's in your heart comes out your mouth and then my mind was just it was just mushy thinking like he said that kind of that that what is it the dangerous
1: thought the troublesome thought yes you know that just leads somewhere and, and we, we have to the bible says as a man thinketh in his mind and his, in his heart so is he <clears throat> right and so we we have to we have to grab those <clears throat> thoughts and go you know th- th- god's gonna take care of me and yes, there are bad things that will happen. Jesus promised us that, right? Yeah. In this world, you'll have trouble, trials, difficulties, pain, sorrow, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He's with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He's right with us. Well, you're. I just wanted to let, I mean, let guys know out there, you're
3: going to have troublesome thoughts. Yes. It's, you know, we can talk like we, uh, we don't, um, but the reality of it is we all do. Every <laughs> single one of us do. In Every in, day. In, yes, we do. So. But we, but we have to recognize that that's where you got to keep your
1: center, and then when you get back to that's what brings you your center brings you back. We we, we have to have that's why I think that's one of the reasons why Paul says in First Thessalonians that we're to pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. and what he means is I, you just keep recentering because we're so we are prone to wander, our soul, our inner man is just prone to start going down the road of 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 not trusting, of worrying, of panicking and just going down that negative road. And that's what, you know, Paul says, Hey, no, whatever you think on the things that are true and right and pure and lovely Philippians four, you, you, you anchor your thoughts on those things. Yeah. God will take care of you. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, he, he mentions, um, the soul needs a future and we could talk about this forever, but mm-hmm. it, it really goes to, To the point of where we have got to, we understand that our soul will live forever. And so we need to, we need to live accordingly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He says that God has set eternity in our hearts. Mm. You know, we know this inherently somehow all of us know this. You can look back through the course of time. Look at the pyramids. He says, you know, mankind has had this inkling in his heart all along that there's something, something beyond the grave. It's in our hearts to know, you know, there's something that I need to attend to here. Mm. And
1: and we we have questions. I, I love what he he mentions here uh, in the end of this chapter. He he he's saying that disciples had all kinds of questions. Hmm. They were constantly questioning Jesus. And he says, "But we do the same thing." He said, "Hey Jesus, why why does this little boy have a brain tumor? Hey hey Jesus, why why do hungry children keep dying and wars keep breaking out? Hey Jesus, why did my child run away? Why did?" Jesus, why did my marriage fall apart? Jesus, why did my father suffer suffer from a crippling depression? And he says, you know, it's it's to point us that this is not our home and our soul has an eternal future and uh, we're to live accordingly. Yep. And intentionally,
0: which is probably the biggest part that, that guys kind of fall short when it comes to the soul, right?
1: So, uh, yeah, guys, if uh, listeners, I, I want to encourage you to grab uh, the book Soulkeeping Keeping by Ortberg and just slowly go through it. Maybe grab a, a handful of guys or your wife or family members and just go through it. Uh, or if you want to be part of our soul transformational journeys, go to furtherstoneministries.org. Love to have you be a part of that. But uh, Troy and Jason, it's been an absolute joy to have you with us. Thanks for your input. Thanks for sharing your heart Thank and you uh, your vulnerability. Thanks. We appreciate what you're doing here. Well, it's, uh, uh, Chad and I have a blast doing this, so yep. we're, we're just grateful to God for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason, would you close us in prayer? Would you pray for our guys that we would be men who would, that we would be soul keepers, that we would take a look at our soul and, and really be mindful as we go through life? Would you pray
2: for us? Of course, I'd be happy to. Father God, thank you for this time to gather together. Thank you for the men in this room and the men who are listening. Thank you that you are the maker and the lover of our souls. Mm. Help us, God, to take these words and and to understand them now. Help us to eliminate the hurry from our lives. Help us to arrange our days so mm. that we can experience that deep contentment and joy in our everyday lives with you by our side as an investment in our souls. Mm. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Mm.
0: Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Again, thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Pass this along to your friends. Uh, There's got to be, again, people in your life, husbands, fathers, brothers, friends, maybe somebody you don't even like. Say, hey, you need to hear this. (laughs) Send it to them. And next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about soul keeping. We're going to cover more chapters in this book. Again, we're doing a three-week book study on the book Soul Keeping, talking about the soul. So tune in next week. We'll have a couple other guys on the show just talking about life in general From a guy's perspective. Hey, thanks for listening. Solid Steps Radio exists because we believe you are made and destined to walk with God and to take solid steps with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.